welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, um, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Kevin Houseworth on the line, and he's the principal over at Houseworth & Company. Kevin, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thanks, Adam. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing at Houseworth & Company and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Uh, sure. So I actually uh, have never really uh, identified with, uh, with the term entrepreneur. Um, I think there's a, there's a bit of intentionality that, that goes along with that. And I think our company was very much founded um, somewhat accidentally because we followed our passions. Um, I, I got some great advice a very long time ago that if you do what you love, you'll keep, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. And that's kind of what's driven my career. Um, I've never had a job that existed before I had it. So the, the origins of, of HCO was really just I had a hunch that I could figure out a way to work for brands that I really cared about and I was interested in and I was passionate about um, and provide them with a sort of the, the speed of an advocacy campaign, which is part of my, my political background, um, while at the same time giving advocacy clients um, and cause-based clients the level of creative excellence that big brands, uh, that big brands are used to and that I believe advocacy organizations deserve because of the great work that they're doing in the world. Um, so that was a hunch. Uh, it's been going extremely well, and um, we're going to keep doing this work for as long as it keeps on uh, working for us. That's awesome. So uh, if you were, you know, to give that Kevin a little bit of advice that was maybe just getting started again with, um, with a business, um, um, obviously benefit being, you know, uh, hindsight being 2020, you know, you've been in business over two years. Um, we all learn from the ups and downs and sideways and everything in between. What kind of advice would you give that Kevin that was just getting started again? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I think one of the things is that uh, perhaps a little bit of intentionality on the outset might have been uh, useful as we, as we grew relatively quickly. Um, we're coming up on three years in business and 12 full-time employees. Um, it started as, as just me doing some freelancing. Um, and then as the client base grew, I sort of grew the company along with it. Um, so I, I very, very much have appreciated that organic growth, and it's allowed me to select team members that fit exactly what we needed for the time being, for, at the moment and for what our clients needed. Um, the challenge was always, you know, wanting to step one, wanting to stay one step ahead, so that we can sleep at night, and we're not always working 80 hours a week. So it took me a couple of years to probably find that balance. Uh, luckily, uh, having come from um, both an agency world but also a political campaign world, uh, we're used to long hours. Um, we're used to working hard to election days. So uh, I was cut out for it. But much like camp, uh, much like campaigns, uh, they end when there's an election. Uh, in business, there is no election day. So it, has to keep, it has to keep going over and over again. Awesome. So uh, you don't get to just take a nap for a month after after <laughs> November. So uh, I think trying to figure out how to maintain that energy uh, and that pace while avoiding burnout is something that 
Uh, I would have probably been a little more intentional in, in the beginning, uh, but I think that we've kind of worked out how to find that balance as we've grown. That's awesome and, and great advice. And I think I think that to some of the people listening, I think that's going to be very helpful because they're they may be in the middle of that, especially when you have those projects. I love how you said that you can't just take a um, a, a nap after a month. I think actually you just made the podcast quote of the day. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I've, I've, tri- I've tried. You won. Um, you may, you probably didn't know the thing, but it is, and you just won it. Um, so let's, uh, let's switch it up a little bit, Kevin. Um, I want to get more into what you're doing as a principal over at Houseworth and Company. Uh, so, uh, you, you gave us a little bit of a background on what, how it started and kind of some of the things you're doing, how it grew out of your passion. Let's go a little bit deeper. So, like, what kind of brands and what kind of um, missions do you like working with? Yeah, so one of the things we always say is that um, if we wanted to go back to working on shit we didn't care about, we'd go back to working at humongous agencies where you get assigned <laughs> to projects um, or working for one or going in-house and just working for one thing all the time. So mm-hmm. we've really stayed true to taking on clients that we're very passionate about. Uh, it creates a different sort of energy. It creates a different sort of brainstorming. Um, and for our clients, the learning curve is reduced. Um, we tend to have a good sense of the spaces that we're going and working in. Uh, so uh, it's no surprise that uh, most of our brand clients uh, are food. We do a lot of work in, in the consumer packaged goods space, especially around food. Um, and on the advocacy side, you know, it tends to be more progressive clients, which is where our hearts tend to lie. So, uh, uh, and then sometimes we'll have you know, progressive clients who are really trying to establish what we would consider a quote-unquote brand on the consumer side. And then we have food companies or other, other uh, you know, traditional brand clients who are finding themselves having to function like an advocacy organization. Um, if, the, uh, if an administration is weakening organic standards and we're working for an organic company, uh, that's not good for business to have, to have those standards lowered. Um, if we're working with an organization that really wants to make sure that the that the future of agriculture is strong, well, they're going to have a point of view when it comes to how the farm bill is negotiated. So we really are seeing this area of, 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 of uh, advocacy organizations having to function more like a brand and have a content and creative strategy that is just as sophisticated to cut through the noise, and then finding that brand clients are being forced to react quickly um, and find a voice that might be a little bit different than what they might be used to when they're talking about product positioning, when it actually comes to having a voice in the way things work in the world. So we found sort of a, a sweet spot, I think, between those two those two places, um, and that's really where, where we're having a lot of fun and doing some great work. That's awesome. Um, I love the way you explained that. Um, any any kind of trends that you're – I know you work in multiple industries and obviously with different size clients in different areas, but any kind of trends you care to comment on in your neck of the woods? Yeah, and I, I think that this is a trend that if you talk to anyone in an agency, they're always going, they're always going to say. But um, business models are shifting. How clients want to pay for things are shifting. Um, you know, there's – whether it's retainer-based or project-based or – uh, cost for acquisition based. Uh, everyone, each, every client has sort of a different way that they're, that they're valuing, uh, that they're valuing the work. Um, especially when you have a diversity of clients from, you know, some organizations who are literally raising the money, they're raising the money as you go. And you got other clients who really prefer the, the consistency of a retainer relationship. Um, we were born out of that sort of flexibility. So, 
Um, one of the things that I'm seeing, uh, you know, some of the especially larger firms sort of struggle with is being, being able to adapt into the sort of um, models that clients want to work in. Um, and that's always just sort of how we function. Um, I've also noticed that uh, it's much easier to scale up into what a client needs than trying to downsize a team. So, uh, for example, um, you know, a brand wants a lean, integrated agency team. Uh, it's very easy for us to come in, uh, work very hand-in-hand -hand with existing partners, and then call up, like, that specialized uh, that specialized freelancer, that specialized contractor, if the work needs it. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. We had a brand client that was, that was launching a new line of, of sausages. Uh, we were doing naming conventions. Like, what are we going to call these things? So I brought on a, a creative director who lives on a farm in the Midwest. She spends half her time raising pigs and the other, other half of her time doing copywriting. And that was one of the writers who we brought onto the team to help us think of a name for a sausage company. Um, and what that, what that allows for is that gone are those sort of vibes where you're sitting in a creative department, uh, and a contractor walks in and says, we just landed a piece of business, who's got bandwidth? And then you're sort of assigned to a team based on bandwidth as opposed to being assigned to a team based on talent and passion. And I think organizations now who kind of came of age in a world of co-working, and we're all digital natives, and we're all used to sort of hustling in a certain way, uh, has allowed us to create really interesting fits for clients' needs that are that are evolving, you know, just as fast as the consumer and advocacy landscapes are. That's awesome. Um, so, Kevin, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Houseworth uh, and Company, um, what's the what's the best way for them to get it and to connect? So we're at Hosworth, H-A-U-S-W-I-R-T-H dot co. You can also follow us on Instagram. Um, my Twitter is at Kevin Hosworth, and we'd be happy to connect. All right, fantastic. Well, hey, Kevin, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and also the great work you're doing over at Hosworth & Company. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Kevin, thanks again for coming on the show.